What do you call a robot who doesn't use deodorant? C3PO. Ha ha ha. I told Gabriel he can use that joke August 5th and 6th when he will be at Club Comedy in Seattle. August 10th through 23 he will be in Kuwait, Jordan, and Saudi Arabia annoying American troops. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like every episode of this podcast delivered to your email inbox, click on the Substack link in the episode notes. If you would like to give Gabriel some gas money, you also have the option to subscribe for $5 a month. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host. I just went to a gas station. Got a water. A snack pack of meat sticks and cheddar cheese. Uh, But before I got those things, I went to the bathroom. And when I went in there, I was overcome with an overwhelming odor. Not of poop. It was an odor I recognized as Pepto-Bismol. Which makes me think... Someone on the toilet was drinking Pepto-Bismol. Which, I don't know... How you thought your day was going today. But I bet it went better than 10 o'clock at night in a gas station bathroom drinking Pepto-Bismol while you shit. Also, for a brief second, I thought I couldn't find my keys. And I thought I had locked my keys. And I was like, did I really lock my keys? in the car in Lebanon, Oregon. I think that's how they pronounce it. Not Lebanon, Oregon. Lebanon. Lebanon, Oregon? Did I really lock my keys in Lebanon, Oregon? But I didn't. They were in my back pocket. So, that. I'm coming back from a show in Coburg. Oregon. Before I do that, I know this was a week ago, but I just recorded it. So uh, my apologies uh, to the people of Rockport, Washington, where I did a show a few days ago. Rockport. I kept. I think on my last episode, I was referring to it as Rockwell, Washington. I don't know why. Like it was named after the actor Sam Rockwell. My apologies. Rockport. Washington. Gateway to concrete, Washington. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was doing Coburg days in Coburg, Oregon. Now I'm driving home. Uh, I'd call that show a win. I'd call it a win. It's like, uh, sometimes comedy is like, you know that show Quantum Leap? Probably not, because you're not 85 years old. But Quantum Leap was a very popular show in a different century where he had to, like, 
I don't even remember. He just like would time travel and show up somewhere and have to figure out what he was supposed to do. And somehow, sometimes that's what comedy feels like. I always know what I'm supposed to do, do comedy, but you just don't know what you're walking into. Uh, one night, it's a backyard while little kids jump off of the cornhole in front of you. Uh, and the, ne the next night, I know I'm doing a show in a beer garden for Coburg days. But then I show up, uh, it's outside, like a beer garden would be. But what, what do they have set up for seating? Took me 21 years to do a show for people sitting on hay bales, but fuck it, we did it. I knew this day would come. Hay bales. People are sitting on hay bales. Watching me do comedy. So, uh, you know, started a little slow, but we got there. We got there. Had some people there uh, who saw me on purpose. That's always nice. Saw a couple of my shirts. I talked to uh, a guy. He'd mess. He'd met. He'd commented on TikTok. He was coming to the show, uh, and he said, "Hey, he and his wife saw me in Klamath Falls, Oregon, 12 years ago, and they've been following me ever since. They saw me at a bowling alley in Klamath Falls." appreciate that. It's nice to be remembered. I feel like that actually. I feel like that happens a lot when people are like, you know where we saw you? And then it's never like, I feel like it's not like, oh, at a comedy club in a major city. It's like, you know, at that roller skating rink in Elko, Nevada. I'm like, oh, that's where you saw me? Okay. Or, uh, do you know where I've been following you ever since you did my company's Christmas party? In the basement of a hotel banquet room. But it, it counts. I appreciate everyone who remembers. I've been trying to uh, to uh, consume less social media lately, and it's it's not going well. I'm trying. I don't look at TikTok anymore. I mean, I respond to my own comments and stuff like that, but I'm not really scrolling through TikTok because I swear to you, I could feel myself getting dumber. Just your attention span just gets shorter and shorter watching that shit. And it's not like I'm watching it like smiling broadly, like, oh, this is so entertaining. I'm just like practically drooling as I just like next, 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 next. Well, that's not true. Sometimes I laugh. It's fun. But see, here's the problem. I just went from, uh, I don't look at TikTok. I just look at Instagram reels now, which is the same goddamn thing. I'm trying to quit trying to quit doing that too. Also, you can just never be in a good mood when you look at the internet all day. It's a bummer. 
actually in a weird way. This is this is a weird journey, but you know what? I'm driving a six and a half hours round trip today. <laughs> I'm on my way home from a gig. Maybe it's that kind of podcast. Maybe it's time to take a journey. Social media reminds me of church when I was a kid. Because, you know, again, I'm sure I have people, uh, Christian people or people of different faiths who listen to this podcast. No disrespect. Uh, Happy to have you. No, you know, I'm not, this isn't, there's no judgment in this statement, but I was raised evangelical Christian. And there's a lot of guilt and fear when you are raised evangelical Christian, in my experience. Uh, The fear is, you know, as a kid, what scared me about being an evangelical Christian is just the talk of, the constant talk of the world ending. You know, uh, Jesus is going to come back. Things here are going to fail. This is all going to go bad because that's part of the plan. And, you know, I believe Jesus was going to come back, but you don't. You're still like, well, that sounds... I mean, you're telling me that's going to be good, but that seems troublesome. And that was some of the guilt, too. Like, you're... You know, you'd be having a, uh, there was always this tone of even like social gatherings of church people that would be like, oh, it's, it's great. We're having fellowship now, but we know we live in an evil world. You know, we, (laughs) we know things are just going to get worse and worse. But eventually, we will have this reward when we die. And I did not like that feeling. I did not like that feeling as a child. I did not like it as a teenager. And I got rid of that feeling by leaving. I discovered the world a little bit. I was like, oh... I'm hanging out with people that I was told are, if not evil, like sinners or secular people, you know? And it turns out they're really not evil. Of course, there's evil people in the world, but I'm like, oh, I'm just hanging out with... Towards the end of my high school uh, life, it was like, oh, I'm at a party and people are drinking and they're cool. I mean, maybe they're being dumb because they're drunk, but it's like, this is not this Satan world that I was told about. It's not this stay on the Jesus path or your life is going to careen out of control uh, and you'll be drinking goat's blood. Starts with a high school party, ends with goat's blood. Listening to heavy metal records backwards that say, Worship the devil. I'm only half joking. 
We actually did have a lot of time in our youth group, uh, not a lot of time, but some discussing how uh, you could like play certain songs backwards and they would say things. Like if you played Queen's, part of Queen's, uh, another one, Bite to the Dust, backwards it goes, Smoke marijuana. Like I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I, I don't, I should look that up and see if that's true. Uh, but it was almost like we were told, we watched videos about it, we were told that like there was no way to actually do that on purpose, so it was clearly the devil's work. It was like a Motley Crue song you could play backwards. And it said something about the devil or some shit. I don't know. We were always being told the evils of secular music. Uh, sometimes to hysterical effect because I remember one all-city... I've told this story before, but one all-city youth group, all these different denominations of uh, youth groups came together and they gave us a talk about the evils of popular music. And they made, this, they made the mistake of playing some of the popular music and telling us the real meaning of it. And I will never forget one of those songs was Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar On Me. And they were playing it probably to be like, you know what sugar means. Not that they did. They, I don't know what. Drugs or semen. I don't know what Pour Some Sugar On Me means. But the hilarious thing was they were like, here's an example of a song that's evil. And most of the hundreds of kids assembled at the all-city youth group meeting just started singing, Pour some sugar on me! And they're like, no, no, no! This is what we're talking about! Don't sing this song! Jesus doesn't pour sugar. Anyway, there was an undercurrent to my childhood of even when things were fun, we knew they were going to get bad. Even when we were enjoying ourselves, we kind of shouldn't be enjoying ourselves because we should be telling our non-Christian following friends about Jesus so they don't burn in hell for eternity. That's a lot to put on a 12-year-old kid. You better tell your friends about Jesus or they're all going to go to hell and be mad at you. I'm just telling you my experience. Everyone has a different church experiences. You might be listening right now going, that's not at all what happens at my church. But that is what happened at mine. So overall, I had a good childhood. I'm not saying I didn't, but I had a general sense of unease and guilt because of my evangelical upbringing. And that is how I feel about social media and the internet. And also maybe even specifically left-wing internet, which I, you know, I am not a conservative. But there's that same feeling. Are you having a good day today? Well, you shouldn't, because people in the Ukraine are being bombed right now. So, have fun at Starbucks getting your fucking latte. People are dying. 
Oh, you have you having fun? You having a fun day? Well, enjoy it now, because the whole planet is going to be fucking on fire in 10 minutes. We're all going to die. Oh, you're swimming in a swimming pool? Must be nice, you privileged asshole. Must be nice to be at a Super 8 motel. A lot of people can't afford that. And that's the general tone of everything online. Don't enjoy yourself, because there's always bad shit happening. And... evangelicals and the internet both agree this is the end times and it might be but what fucking good does it do to die with the most empathy what fucking good does it do Well, we're all having fun, but let's keep in mind something bad is happening to someone else right now. So, I mean, in some ways, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't care. I care. But sometimes I'm like, what the fuck do we already know we're going to die? stressful to, <laughs> to think it's global warming than heart disease. But it is. And, you know, I want my kids to have a good life. I want my, uh, it's not like I have no concern for the future. I was just talking to my own wife about how I don't know how Young people today are supposed to... How are they supposed to afford to live? When a studio apartment is like 1900 bucks or whatever. How the fuck do you... Forget buying a home and creating generational wealth. How are you supposed to live? So, of course I have concerns for the future. But good lord. open up my phone and it's like, monkey box, fuck me, shut it off. All this clickbait shit about, you know, whatever, what a giant earthquake will do. What good does any of that do for any of us? I have that joke about it that I think will be the title of my book. Oh, I appreciate a crowd who is here against medical advice. I love it! They're like, might be time to avoid crowds. You're like, they don't mean basements.
There was a time, I'm older than a lot of you, there was a time in the history of the world we thought uh, that the internet was going to make our lives better. That has not fucking panned out. <laughs> we're like, we'll have all the information. And now we're like, we have too much fucking information. <laughs> all the internet is right now. You're going to be fine or you'll die. <laughs> you probably won't catch it or you will. <laughs> this is my point. At least the dinosaurs got to die surprised. <laughs> we don't get that. Our last words are going to be, I saw an article about this. <laughs> Actually, just the headline. Didn't even read it. Oh. <laughs> How's it in? At least the dinosaurs got to die surprised. What good does any of it do? What if a giant volcano underground at Yellowstone does erupt and destroy half the globe? What good did it do to know about it first? And the reason I say left-wing more than right-wing, although it's just more of an internet in general, but the right-wing, although they're more religious, they'll kind of give you what you want to hear. They'll be like, don't worry about it, the planet's fine. I mean, drag queens are trying to steal your children and sell them into sex slavery, but global warming's a hoax. The right wing's kind of like, everything's fine. Except for left-wing people. The left wing is like, nothing is fine, we're all gonna fucking die! Have fun watching your stupid TV show when people are dying. taken social media off of my phone before, but then I need it when I shit. No, I need it when I, because I post things. That's part of my job. I, I, I post videos on all of the social medias and, uh, you know, promo stuff. Come see me do comedy, that kind of shit. And like, I have to do that from my phone for the most part. It's actually a lot easier from my phone. Uh, if I'm posting, like, posters or, you know, videos and stuff like that. I mean, I think you can upload a TikTok video from your laptop, maybe, but it's not easy. So, I don't know. Maybe I should look into that again. But, man. I guess that's my late-night message. You are gonna die. Does it matter what it is? Debbie Downer? Remember Debbie Downer on Saturday Night Live? That character? Everyone will be talking about, oh, I just got back from blah, blah, blah. They don't like telling happy stories, and then Debbie Downer would be like, tell you what, you know, 
trying to think of an example. It'd be like, oh, I saw, uh, I just went to the zoo, and she'd be like, every day, three new species go extinct. That's not even like a character anymore. That's everyone's personality. Just so you know, it's worse than you thought. screaming at each other online. I don't know who these people online are who are like, I'm doing my own research. I've tried to do my own research. What? How? Have you ever actually tried to do your own research? On any topic? I mean, you can find out <laughs> how old a celebrity is or something. But have you ever like Let's say something COVID-related. Like, I've had the thought before. How many people have died from the vaccines? Right? And I'm not, I'm not even saying this isn't like a conspiracy thing, but obviously some people have had health problems from the vaccines. Maybe people have health problems for all vaccines and we're just more aware of it. Maybe, you know... Clearly, I think a lot of shit's being blamed on vaccines that could be from COVID. It's kind of the same, you know. People are having heart attacks. Well, that could be from having COVID. Maybe some of it is from having the vaccine. So I had the thought, how many people have died from the vaccine? I tried to do my own research. You can't. It's impossible. You get a bunch of fucking videos from Russell Brand or some shit. You get no... You get these weird government things that are just like, vaccines are safe and effective. And you're like, well, how many people have died from them? And then you get a weird YouTube video. You can't find anything. You can't do your own research. So I think what we're all saying when we say we did our own research is we found the first article that agreed with the thing we thought already. And we're like, yep, I knew it. So I would like to unplug a little bit. I think if I had a different job, I might actually unplug, unplug. Like, just get off of social media, but maybe I wouldn't. I really don't think I have a, chain, uh, a choice, to, but I have to stay on. But I do have a choice. I can do it less, and I think I need to, because it's not making me a happier person. need to be the kind of person who just shows my wife dumb shit I saw online. Did you see this? We used to all kind of, we used to laugh at letter to the editor people. We're like, who are these losers writing in to the newspaper with their dumb thing? But we're all that now. That's not to say there's not tons of important, serious, terrible issues in the world. Of course there are. But I don't, you know. Sometimes you gotta keep your circle a little tighter and be like, I'm gonna be a good person, but I'm gonna worry about me and my family. 
I can't psychologically take on all of the world's trauma all the time. And that concludes this TED Talk on how social media and the internet is like church. Also, it's the, you know, the progressive wing of social media is also like church because you are not allowed to ask questions. How come this is true? It just is. Shut up. But how do I know? Just believe. I mean, if, if you're, like, judging me, like, oh, you're just going to bury your head in the sand to all the world's problems? Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to do. I want to bury my head in the sand. A little bit. I'll poke it out every once in a while. But what the hell are we all doing? also age you know I was the last generation race without the internet it was kind of, it started after I graduated high school I guess if you were a super nerd it kind of started towards the end of my high school I graduated in 92 you know I, I would hear people like my senior year a couple of my dorkier friends would talk about like bulletin boards and stuff which I did not understand but but there's you know it's some of uh <laughs> I, I've said a few times on stage now that I was the last generation to uh, be raised without the internet so if we have a conversation later I might make eye contact with you and I apologize I'm from a different time But some of it's like, get off my lawn, old man stuff. Some of that's what annoys me about the internet when I'm like, oh, shut up. Which is just classic old man shit. That's not how life works. I see a lot of stuff online about like... <laughs> so is, the toad is like, is, is this all there is? We're just supposed to work from for some shitty company for eight or nine hours a day for the rest of our life. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not. I'm pro worker. And I know there's some European countries where we, we people work less hours, they get more vacation, they get more uh, maternity and paternity time. I'm up for all those improvements, but this just idea of like, I don't know, like capitalism is slavery kind of idea. I'm like, I don't, that makes my old man come out and I go like, oh, you lazy shithead, find, find a different job or, you know, just dumb old man stuff. I always go back far enough that it's like, you know, I've had some terrible jobs. 
uh, in my day. But like, if you go back far enough, and like we were supposed to, let's say we all had to hunt and grow our own food starting tomorrow, that's gonna be a lot more than eight hours a day. That's gonna be an insane amount of work. I think your average person in the 1920s or something would be like, eight hours a day? Two days off? Great! Sure, corporations are evil. I also ordered black electrical tape from Amazon. It costs 97 cents. A dollar six after shipping or tax, and I got it in one day. Maybe you have to be evil for that convenience. I want all Amazon employees to make more money. I want everyone to make more money. I want everyone to be treated better. I do think. Capitalism can be like needlessly ruthless in this constant uh, quest for more and more profits. Of course, that's not the best way to run your life. But I can get new pants in 24 hours delivered to my house. That's pretty nice. Also, no matter what you end up doing, my son wants to be a teacher, and he will, if that's if that's what he does, if he keeps on that path, you know, there's going to be a lot of bullshit in that job, too. Every job has bullshit. No one gets out pure. work out the way you thought it would. Also, workers have a lot of power right now. I mean, much more than they used to because of labor shortages. I mean, the cost of living is going up higher than wage increases are going up. But still, like, I know the McDonald's in my town is hiring at starting at 16 bucks an hour. glad wages are going up and I'm glad workers are having a little more uh, uh, kind of swung back the workers direction a little bit also have you been anywhere and seen the level of worker that is now working holy shit maybe the workers shouldn't have power I need some employees who are afraid of getting fired because no one's afraid of getting fired now they're like fuck you customer I'm doing you a favor Could I get a... Ugh, what?
Sometimes I think my wife does this thing where this seems. Uh, sorry to bring gender into this, but some of the women in my life I've noticed they want everything to be in order, and then they will be allowed to relax. If the house was clean and I was done with all the stuff I need to have done, then I will have a relaxing evening. I think men are much better at, you know what, the house isn't that clean, but let's have a relaxing evening anyway. Men don't need to make the bed before we will fuck in it. Like, throw the laundry on the floor. We'll, we'll make room. So if you're living your life like you're going to be happy after all injustices have been righted, well, good luck. What a rambling buffoon. Anyway, I'm trying to cut back. I'm trying to cut back on the things that don't bring me fulfillment, and I'm trying to increase the things that do. And that's kind of the one, that's one of the things I love about being a comedian, is it's like, it's a human experience. It's, uh, the audience members leave a good comedy show feeling like they have shared a communal human experience. Where, you know, everyone laughed at the same time. You and the table next to you are both laughing. And I'm sure there's a million things that those two tables would disagree on. If you got down to what the issues are. One table might be pro-choice, one table might not be. But that night? It was a communal, common human experience. And I think you leave feeling better than when you got there. If it was a good show. If you picked a good night to pull up a hay bale, I think you leave a comedy show feeling more spiritually in tune than when you arrived. Same with music. I mean, sure, same with a movie sometimes, same with a TV show, but that's different. The non, a live event is different. as so many of the things about being a comedian are. It's cool to be doing something that's real in a world that's becoming less and less real. The only advancement in stand-up comedy technology in the history of the world is amplification. That's it. 
thousand years ago. I'm sure someone was telling a funny story. And that's, you know, that's all I'm doing now. There's something very human about that. Uniquely human. Animals don't fucking laugh. This might be a late night drive talking. But that's not a bad life. To be involved in one of the most uniquely human experiences there is. Laughter. To leave town with people feeling better than when I got there. This podcast probably is not going to leave me feeling better than when you started it. And I'm sorry about that. I feel that way about books, by the way. I, I, I took decades off of my life of not reading books. And then I got into, uh, uh, you know, audio books. And a few, I'm reading a few books, too. But I sort of didn't read books for 20 years. And then I started doing it again. And I'm like, I forgot how enjoyable this is. And it it leaves you with an impression. It, it's, it, it's a more lasting effect than the 9,000 TV shows and movies I've consumed over the past 10 years. I think about the books more. just distraction there's not there's nothing wrong with distraction but I don't want that to be all there is so I am moving to Montana to live off of the grid Do I have any of the skills to live off the grid? No. But I will Google it. Oh, shit. That's not going to work. I'm off the grid. I didn't think this through. You know what? I'm back on the grid. I'm just going to try and go on Twitter less. sounds like the most selfish thing in the world to be like, oh no, I'm on all of the social medias, but I only want to post things and not consume anything, but I really, I really am moving in that direction because I just, it doesn't uh it's not making me a better person not that that's how I live <laughs> everything in my life Also, book recommendation. Uh, I just finished Norm MacDonald's book. What was it called? Based on a true story, I think? It's such a funny book. Because it's not... 
it's hard to describe, but it's not true. It's like some of the broad strokes of Norm's life are there, but it's not true. It's made up, and it's uh, quite hilarious and uh, kind of genius. I really, uh, I love Norm MacDonald's book. All right, I appreciate you listening. Uh, I regret almost every word I've said on this podcast. That's the problem when you are talking to no one. You don't know what you're saying. It's like trying to figure out what you look like without a mirror. There's no, there's no reflection. There's no, there's no one I'm bouncing these ideas off of. I'm just pontificating in my Kia Rio and hoping it makes a lick of sense. Uh, but anyway. Get rid of all your social media, except for mine. Keep following me on everything. <laughs> I'm going on vacation. You know, family vacation this week, going to Seaside. This is a good opportunity for me to uh, chill out on the social media. In fact, you know what I think I'll do is I'll I think I'll post every day of vacation on Instagram. I'm gonna post how much I'm not on social media. I'll be like day three, still unplugged, hashtag off the grid. Vacation day four, social media blackout continues. Hey everybody, I'm back from vacation. Didn't look at social media. Feeling refreshed. Oh, it must be nice to take a break from social media. Some people can't even afford the internet. What a privilege. Alright, I'm done. Bye!